Welcome to the Pursuit of Wealth, where the H is surrounded by abundance. Join us as we navigate and explore health and wellness topics from mindset to deep health to intentions and everything in between. We welcome you with open hearts, open minds, and with the hopeful intention that you'll become a tiny bit better than yesterday. Julie mentioned the five whys. Does anyone else have some fantastic coaching practices that you use to really motivate and direct your clients towards their way and motivating weight loss? You eat and you move your body, you know, and there's that third pillar because movement is just as important. I mean, nutrition is probably 80% of it and movement is about 20% of it, but that 20% is really important. So I don't mean to minimize how important that is. Whatever you do, you can outrun your fork. So if you're not focusing on... You can't out-exercise a bad diet. No. Or a poor diet. I shouldn't say bad. You can't out-exercise a poor diet, right? What if it was just you taking that word out of your language? She was like, wow, you know what? I never thought about that. You're right. I should stop saying that about myself. And it is pursuing weight loss. And with me today, I have, of course, the lovely Julie. Hello. The beautiful Margaret. Hey, everybody. And the dapper Johnny. I thought you were going to call me beautiful as well, but hello. Very you nice are to meet beautiful, everyone. but you're also the dapper, apparently. Dapper, Not I just like dapper. It. You're like capital T, the dapper. <laughs> <laughs> so today, we wanted to talk about the pursuit of weight loss. Now, it's a very, as I said, a very heavy topic. And I think that, you know, when we look at weight loss, it's such a big, bold topic. And so what we're trying to do here, what we want to do and what we hope that you're going to get out of this is different approaches, perhaps different ideas, perhaps just a way for you to listen to us with an open heart and an open mind and hopefully become just a little bit better than yesterday. And so with that, let's dive right in. Who wants to start? Let's talk about the pursuit of weight loss. I'll go first because I usually volunteer. That's right, Julie. I was waiting for you. <laughs> they were too, actually. They were too. <laughs> I was. You're right. Yeah, right. Well, I'm here. Um, one of the, it's funny because I am a nutrition and wellness coach, but one of the main things that clients come to me about is weight loss. And so I find it interesting to listen to everyone's story. Um, for me, the approach to weight loss has to start first in the way we think. I, I say a lot of people say mindset, but I don't really like that word because it's just so overused. But the way we think about ourselves, about our bodies, about food and about weight loss is the most important piece of the puzzle. And the reason I think that is because if we don't have a good relationship with our body, if we have body image issues, we think we look terrible, we call ourselves fat, we say nasty things to ourselves all the time, it's going to be less likely for us to be successful. We don't take care of things that we don't care about. We take good care of things that we love. 
So when we learn to think a little differently about our bodies, it makes a difference in our willingness to do what we need to do to, to lose weight. The other thing is our relationship with food. And a lot of us in our societies, you know, especially culturally, the diversity of this group, we have so many different beliefs around food. We have so many different cultural experiences around food. And we have so many stories around food. And a lot of people find it very difficult to not eat a specific food because it's something they, they feel almost this desperation about, about things being taken away. And everything we do somehow in our lives involves food. So, you know, we go to a sporting event, we get food. We go to a party, we get food. We have a funeral or a, um, a wake, there's food there. We go to a wedding celebration, there's food there. It's, it's, it's just coming at us from every angle. And so if we look at food as good or bad, if we look at food with an emotional attachment, we're going to find it very difficult to change the way we eat. And so again, it comes back to the way we approach that from our, from our mind and the way we think about it. And so the other, the other big factor of the thinking piece is, um, again, labeling and judging food and ourselves as good or bad, but also maintaining kind of what we, we say the diet mentality, this all or nothing, I'm, I'm good or I'm bad, I'm on the diet, I'm off the diet. Um, and it really it's very self-destructive as a process instead of going from, well, I'm going to do a little bit better than yesterday. We talked about that with our goals um, podcast, but it's especially true when it comes to food because we don't ever have to be perfect. We don't ever do all. And the more you try for all, the more likely you are to end up with nothing because that perfection is just not humanly possible, especially not on a, a daily basis. So when I work with my clients, we talk a lot about the way we think and we take that kind of 1% better than yesterday approach. And as long as we're making progress toward our goal, then progress is progress and that's great. So once we get that kind of set, then we start looking at food and we talk so about, sorry, I'm sorry. So you're talking about weight loss being directly correlated to our thoughts yes, and how we view ourselves, which is might be a little bit different than what, you know, five years ago, if, if you were my coach that I would have ever thought to think about yes. versus just, I need to eat more turkey breast or right. Like right. here's the, here's the line that I can't, I can't cross. So what you're talking about is it's not one thing, right? So when we talk about good or bad or right or wrong, those are four very strong words. I can tell you in my language, every day. And I've actually had people ask me why I say this. And I'll tell you, I say it's appropriate or inappropriate. I will never say good or bad. And I don't say right or wrong because I don't think that exists, but I think it can be appropriate and inappropriate, right? It might be appropriate to not care about your diet for a day. Sure. Right. That yes. could be totally appropriate. And it might be inappropriate to ignore you know, that you've worked so hard and you're going to ignore, you know, maybe that's inappropriate to think that you should or shouldn't have something. Right. Well, you and, know, versus oh, appropriate a, and inappropriate. We could do a whole episode just about the shoulds. I have that conversation a lot with my clients. And a lot of people come to me and they say, just tell me what to eat. Well, if that worked for you, then you wouldn't be here. If that worked for you, you could just do another diet. Well, 
if that, if you did that with your clients, what would your turnover rate be? No, I wouldn't. Right? I, I because, wouldn't do it. I, I can't in my heart. I just can't do it. It's not. My nor is it the right thing for them. Exactly. Because now you're talking about a Jenny Craig type style or, and again, these might work for you and I'm not discounting them, sure. but when we put a hard line, when we say something is good or bad or right or wrong, we're not being flexible with ourselves and our lifestyles. Yes. So you wouldn't be doing service to your clients if you gave them a diet to follow. Exactly. And I tell people, you can have the foods you love. We just change the frequency and the volume that you have them. And, and maybe after a while, because when I, my approach is never about taking away, unless there's something that physically, medically, they aren't supposed to have. My approach is about adding in good stuff, good stuff. I just use that word, but adding in healthier foods so that eventually you feel better and you don't want the other things. Right. And, and it's, it's fine to have them only occasionally because you realize they actually, one of my clients just recently, she said, I just realized that when I eat these cookies, they make me feel really bad. Mm -hmm. I don't well, want them the, anymore. Here is where the think part comes into play. Yes. Because if you think first and you get that into your daily basis, or if the thinking part comes before the eating, mm -hmm. then you definitely know, okay, if I eat those cookies, I'm not going to feel great afterwards. Right. Or if I eat those cookies, I am going to have all this remorse or, you know, or right. the simple, the simplest thing is if I, the, the fact that you're actually thinking before doing it before doing is a big win. It, yes. It's huge. And it's in that way, it becomes a conscious choice, right? People don't feel like they're out of control around food. It becomes a decision that they make and they know that they're in hundred percent in charge and there isn't a one size fits all approach. So we experiment and learn to have an open mind and a willingness to try something for a while and say, okay, that doesn't feel good or that isn't working for me. So now I know that isn't a good approach for me. So now we'll try something else because weight loss, as you all know, is not a linear process. That's not it's how not, our bodies work. And it, and it ebbs and flows too it over does. time. And yeah. also let's talk about one size fits all for a second. Sure. I am um, 5'10". So I could tell you that one size fits all is doesn't always fit me. And that's not okay, right? And, and so if we really an inch and, and right. one size fits all doesn't fit me. It doesn't work. Right. So that's just not, it's a very um exclusive term. So I think that we should adopt that out of our line. We're just gonna get rid of the one size fits all because sure. it just hurts me sometimes. I try to put on a shirt that says one size fits all, it's not fitting me. So what's wrong with me? Absolutely nothing. It's the shirt or it's the one size fits all approach because exactly. we are all different, we are all unique, we all have different minds. We all have different diets, cultures. I mean, we can go on and on about our differences. Mm -hmm. So we're yeah. not the same. No, we're not. And so that's why I always start with think the three pillars I use think, eat, move. Right. You know, of course, uh, I just heard that my <laughs> mic was muted. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trying to charm in. Um, there was a few things uh, kind of going back to behavior and thinking. This kind of uh, crosses boundaries to a business coach. Um, she wrote a book. I forgot who it was, but it's called Act Like a Leader, Think Like a Leader. And what the book alludes to is that 
You should be acting before even thinking. Know that you have the skills and know that you um, have the capabilities of doing something, but it's better to be challenging yourself and to actually be doing the acts before trying to think. Because when thinking comes in and too much emotion starts flooding your uh, capability for decision making, that oftentimes actually delimits you, or limits you and doesn't give you the better result that you expect. So always in the coaching sense, challenging yourself or having a coach that allows you to be challenging for you, if it's weight loss, if it's exercise, um, something or other in business, that just will allow you to be much further ahead. Another book and resource that I read this week is called The Five Second Rule by Mel Robbins. Oh, Um, it's my favorite. Do you love Mel Robbins? I love Mel Robbins so much. I want to love him. Her. Uh, it's a her, oh, <laughs> so even <her>. better. <laughs> <laughs> so what Mel Robbins and the five-second rule says is rather than thinking past five seconds or ten seconds of something that you want to do, and she did quite a few examples in weight loss, count five seconds. If it's getting up right early in the morning and you know you've been struggling for years, start it a mind process in your mind, a thinking set. In your mind, count five, four, three, two, one. Once you hit that one, just don't even think about it. Act. Once you get that action, it doesn't matter what you'll think afterwards. Do the action before you emote. If you emote for too long, nothing will come of it, unfortunately. Yeah. Your brain- Same thing with eating a proper meal or not eating something else. Yeah. Yeah, your brain will get in the way. And I, and I agree with that. One of, the, one of my favorite things from my own coaching experience was that um, motivation does not come before action. Action comes first, and then motivation comes afterwards. And so the acting, and, and I talk a lot about think, but not to dwell in our thoughts and emotions. And that's a good point you make, Johnny, because I am a huge Mel Robbins fan, and I share her um, TED Talk, and I share her book with a lot of my clients for that very reason. Because we get, and one of my favorite coaches said to said once, you know, dieting is kind of like falling in a hole. You know, our food, our approach to food is like falling in a hole. When you fall in the hole, you're not going to sit in the hole and stew and worry and 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 um, lament about the fact that you fell in the hole and how did this happen and why me? And, oh my gosh, my life is so terrible because it doesn't get you out of the hole. If you want to think about those things later on so you avoid doing that again, that's fine. But the first thing you need to do is get out of the hole, right? Well, Julie, I think that that's very interesting. We, we First of all, I was this came into my world probably about a year ago. And it was one of the most profound statements that anyone has ever made to me. So I would like to share that with you. Yeah. Thoughts are not facts. Yes. They are not facts. What you think is not true, right? Yes. If you can understand that thoughts are not facts, right? Yeah. I mean, we're talking about relationships. We're talking about what people say to us and how we perceive, right? There's so many different applications for that, but thoughts are not facts. Now, sometimes thoughts can be so limiting, right? Now I could tell you if I was walking down the road and even if I had my daughter or didn't have my daughter and there was a bear, I wouldn't think about what to do. I would act. If there was a car coming at my way, I wouldn't think about what to do. 
I would just act. If I thought about it, bad stuff would probably happen. Sure. Right? Because I've given time to think and to stew instead of just acting. So if you, right, exactly. So when we're talking about that, right, like what you're saying is sometimes, you know, that five second rule, right? So if I was to apply that instead of just acting, well, I'm going to think about what to do here. Bad stuff would probably come my way in those moments. But at the same time, at the same time, it's, it's, it's important because let's say one, and it's, it's going to sound kind of dumb, but let's say Sundays, it's the only day that we, my husband and I actually go out for, and, and, you know, and we eat outside and we decide, okay, today we're going to eat, I don't know, Chinese food, or let's go and try this Mexican place, or let's do this. And then, as you already know, I track my macros, I count my macros. So I'm always, whenever he's saying like, oh my God, we should go to this Chinese place. I'm like, how on earth will I track this? It's impossible because you, it's, it's impossible to know the amount of oil, the fried rice was cooked in and all, and I'm not going to get into details, but I'm always, and that five second rule actually works perfect for me because I'm always like, well, there are some places if we, if I get him, if I get him to choose, let's say to go to a Mediterranean place, I know that most of the food is grilled. So, you know, the the factor of the oil, the fat is better. So think before acting sometimes hmm. is a great thing, at least when you're also thinking when going out, which is mainly where most of the people fall off the wagon mm-hmm. because they right. say like, how can I even plan this? How can I even work with this my boss just told me that we have to go eat to this place and i'm gonna it's gonna be terrible it the the thinking before acting actually gives you that planning stage in order to get there you know but i didn't want to interrupt you in a you know i it was just the thinking before acting yeah. You got to be in a certain situation where it can definitely apply or not apply. Completely. Uh, and sure. it works for those smaller, uh, the, the very small decisions. For bigger decisions, of course, we request everyone <laughs> to think logically, rationally, <laughs> right. and sure. keep others in mind. We don't want anyone to be stupid, unintelligent. At the end of the day, we face a lot of decision fatigue, right? Right. I mean, there there are hundreds of decisions, little tiny decisions that we have to make every single day, every single moment of every day. And so when it comes to our food, if we're already tired from making all those decisions, then making better food choices isn't going to be an easy thing. But, you know, when we get into the nutrition piece, that's why I always work on food prep, but also leaving room for, it's okay if I go out to dinner and I can't track exactly everything I ate. I just want to focus on making the best choices available and not eating until I'm stuffed and, you know, being okay with that. And then tomorrow, like we said last time, right, Tiffany, one, one meal isn't going to completely destroy six months of work. No, any more than one meal is going to create your ultimate goal. Right. And I think that it's appropriate to go sit at a restaurant and not track your macros, even though it may be, 
and enjoy. And it's just, that's just Unless more you're Margaret, a, because you know, this is an important thing for Margaret. <laughs> right. Margaret's stressed out I about actually, Monday and it's Monday. <laughs> I, I, sometimes I go out and I enjoy myself sometimes, but sometimes. if I would do that every single time I go out, yeah. man, I think I would roll over <laughs> instead of walking. Yeah. <laughs> but it's good. But, yes. but it's good to know because it's that flexibility, you know, it's right. that flexibility because you have to live your life. And right. that's why I don't, I, I don't prescribe or subscribe to this diet approach. You eat food, you eat and you move your body, you know, and there's that third pillar because movement is just as important. I mean, nutrition is probably 80% of it and movement is about 20% of it, but that 20% is really important. So I don't mean to minimize how important that is, but whatever you do, you can outrun your fork. So if you're not focusing on, you can't out exercise a bad diet No, or a poor diet. I shouldn't say bad. You can't out exercise a poor diet. Right. We, I think that that's, it's critical. And we put so much judgment on food and so much power. You know, we give Mm -hmm. it so much power. This is good. This is bad. I can't believe I ate that. Oh my gosh. You know, and then all of a sudden there's something wrong with us. Food is just food. No. And I think that, you know, when I say thoughts are not facts, sometimes I think that sometimes it's okay to understand that for yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Like I am bad for eating this. That's not a fact. No, that is not a fact of anything, right? That we are doing a podcast. That's a fact. You know, I am not bad for not drinking enough water so far today. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. I I just haven't drunk enough water. It's cool. I'm just honoring that for myself. And I think that that's where you know, really being vulnerable and allowing that humility for yourself is going to be, you know, that where that whole, there's a paradigm shift for you when you can understand that there is no one thing. I had someone reach out to me um, within my circle that, you know, said, Hey, listen, um, I've had, you know, I've had some great success. I started this particular diet and I've lost a ton of weight. And I'm like, wow, that's incredible. It's incredible that you decided to do that. That's incredible that you thought that you were worth it enough. Mm-hmm. And then I said, can I, can I challenge you just on a couple things? It's like, yeah, okay. You could challenge me. I was like, okay, can you do me a favor? Can you not call yourself fat? Well, what do you mean? I was like, well, I don't know. You kind of, to me, you, you say it, well, I can't walk as fast because I'm fat, or I can't do that because I'm fat. Um, I said, first of all, I don't like you talking about you like that because it, it doesn't make me feel good. I do not like name calling, but I was like, but you're settling yourself. You're saying I am this one thing. So I cannot do these other things because I am this one thing. What if you didn't have to be that one thing? What if it was just you taking that word out of your language? She was like, wow, you know what? I never thought about that. You're right. I should stop saying that about myself. And it's I like said, yourself in multiple realities. Yeah. Right. And it's and the you reality not... that you get yourself to. Right. And that's what I said. I said, listen, do you think if I was to introduce you to someone, I would be like, hey, Julie, this is my fat friend. <laughs> no, I would never do that. Right. And so I was I was being a little, you know, extravagant with it, but I, I wanted her to hear it. Right. And just to say, like, that has no place in my language of myself. You are confident. You are strong. You are able to lose weight. You are all of these things, but what you are not is fat. That is not one thing. Do you know what I mean? And it it was so limiting to her. 
And then I said, the other thing that I encourage you to do, I said, is because you're on a specific diet, right? I just want you to think for yourself, what's next? And she's like, well, what do you mean? And I was like, yes, could you do the re- this diet for the rest of your life? Yes. But will you? Probably not. Because there's a journey, right? We talk about that. It, it, it can be very cyclical. So, so to suggest that you will be doing this the rest of your life is probably not the truth of it. But what's next? I said, that's all I want you to understand for yourself. Not for me. I can help you work through that and maybe find the right thing. But it's for you to own and for you to understand. And she was like, oh, yeah, I've never thought about that. Sure. Because what is next after this diet? You are going to lose all of this weight. And if you don't plan for what's next, if you can't in your head understand that there is something that's next, then you are going to end up right back where you were. Well, right? and coming, that's, coming. Why, that's why I kind of think I personally, it's going to sound a little harsh, but I personally hate the word diet. Me too, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I, I personally hate it. And I think that you have, instead of going into a diet or being on a diet, I feel like everyone should, uh, I don't know, aspire to reach that sustainable nutrition goal in terms of food, you know, like, it, because our goals, and we go back to our last episode is, they are going to be changing within every stage of our life. So what I was doing six months ago is not as near as what I'm doing currently. And it's not, it's not going to be the same as what I'm going to be doing maybe next month, even, you know, or, or what I'm doing, it's, I can't compare what I, what I eat or the amount of food that I eat or my body needs to the amount of food as Julie eats or not even mentioning what I eat compared to Johnny's, you know, because he's, he's a man I don't and he, I'm life, a woman, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you know what I mean? And it's mm-hmm. like, or when I even hear the, the word diet or weight loss, my mind all of a sudden goes to all these like books that talk about a certain diet. I don't even, right now that I'm trying to say one, I can't even remember one, but all these famous diets that they tell you exactly what to eat at what time what day and everything it's like how it's not can human. you yeah, yeah it's not sustainable it isn't it's not it's human. not and sustainable think, when yep. we talk about diet where it's appropriate is to say this is my diet i cannot have gluten in my diet because like what is the term diet So it's just what we eat. So unless you're talking about diet in that way, I 100% agree with you. It is a term that should be obliterated. And honestly, weight loss too. And and the reason why I say that is because I think it puts you in a box again. But if you're honoring the fact that, hey, listen, I want to become a little smaller. I want to become, you know, I want to fit into these pants that I have not fit into, right? I want to be healthier. Right. I want to be healthier. I want to decrease my, you know, high blood pressure. You know, these are very real things and they're very tangible. Yes. Also they're measurable. Right. And and I think that that is also important for us to have, right. Cause we're results driven by nature. That's just who we are. Sure. And so if I can with myself 
or anybody, you know, we have, you know, we have this idea or this thought and to truly understand it for ourselves, not for anybody else. Because if I want to fit into these pants to go out on Saturday night, that has a very different tone to, I want to fit into these pants because it will help my metabolic self. You know, it will help my overall health. I will be, uh, I'll have better skin because I will have cut different things, right? So that is a more honest and vulnerable approach to what it is that I'm, I'm, putting out there into, well, into that world, right. Without using it, those hard words. Yes. And it helps with our relationship with our body, which comes back in some right. piece to the mind, because whatever we say after those words, I am, we need to be choose very, very carefully because our minds want to be right. And the more we tell ourselves, I am fat, I am stupid. I am whatever, whatever, the more we're going to believe that. And a lot of people will go on these diets and they'll lose all kinds of weight. And the other reality, of course, is you can't lose weight forever. So at some point you have to decide how will I stay there once I get there, but they'll lose weight. And it's, it's the same with plastic surgery. They lose weight and they look in the mirror and they still see a fat, stupid person because they haven't changed that relationship with themselves. They're not doing it from a place of love and caring and wanting to be healthier. And like you said, I mean, you know, I want to be skinny. I want to be thin. What does that mean? So Very we never... beautiful idea that our bodies are a temple. And I know that's kind of cliche now, but it's such an important idea that what we bring into our temple really affects the preaching, in a sense, of our temple, both how we see our insult, our insides, and also what we give out. So there was a wonderful, and I did WildFit uh, 90 uh, last year, middle of last year. I've never been on a diet program, and I definitely wouldn't call this a diet program. It's a lifestyle program, which I know we'll probably do another podcast um, sometime later. But what Eric Edmeads, the founder of WildFit, said is that every living species on Earth has a species-specific diet. Why would we go away from our species-specific diet just for corporate money? I know it has to do with thinking and emotions, but as we come back to ourselves, to become ourselves, we need to go back to our species-specific diet. And of course, that comes with routine, but it also comes with flexibility in what is true to ourselves and what we're metabolically able to process and digest not something that tastes good, that's too sugary, too salty, too fatty, but something that is completely in balance over a sustaining period of time. Another thing that he brought up is that we're evolved, we have the evolved ability to process certain nutritional uh, foods based on the dependencies upon certain foods. And that can be based on our history, uh, human history, our family lineage, and also what we've developed to adapt. <clears throat> There are so many foods that are not even that that shouldn't even go into our diet, but that have become in maybe for profits, maybe easy to consume, easy to sell such things as tomatoes, such things as, you know, certain legumes for rice, for instance. Most people did not start eating rice until 500, 600 years ago. But they began doing it because it was much more economical to land at the time and also easy to process. We weren't able to consume it, but our bodies had to adjust. It doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it metabolically suitable. 
So we must think. Yeah, for sure. Well, and you know, the phrase, we, we are not what we eat. We are what we absorb. Because you can eat a lot of stuff that doesn't end up getting absorbed into your body. Right. Right. And when we take these journeys on, you know, our health is certainly one of them. You know, you might talk about mental health, you know, I'm, you know, I'm going on this mental health journey. I would never call myself crazy or call myself, you know, any of these things, but it's so easy to do in our culture now when it comes to the idea of food and how we absorb it, right? As you were to say, and I think that the honesty and humility is so important. And I know that I said that, but I, I, I truly believe it because the more honest you can be with yourself, the more in tuned with your body, your body will tell you exactly what it needs when and how it needs it. And it's that alone is a journey, you know? So if you're sitting here listening to us and it strikes you as, you know what, perhaps that journey is for me, perhaps that journey is now, perhaps that journey will be in a month, then I encourage you to look inward before you look outward. And I think that that's the direct message that we all need to be a little bit honest and raw with ourselves to discourage those limitations that we think are there or think that exist and understand that you know, however old you are, we have no idea when we will expire. And so because we don't know when we will expire, today matters. And with that, just be honest with yourself and humble and understand that you are great, you are wonderful, you are beautiful. And if you're listening to this, I know it, right? Be honest with yourself. And decide where it is that your journey will take you next. And if you need to, employ the help that it will take to get there. Mm -hmm. But be easy, you know, be gentle on yourselves. Again, would you ever, you know, we hear this all the time, right? Like if if I was being completely demoralizing to myself and my spouse heard that, they'd probably have a hard time with that. The way I talk to myself, if they heard that. Now I'd personally adopt that language for myself, but I did at one point. I don't today, but I did. And I put myself in a box because of that. We, we don't, we don't live in boxes. We are free range chickens. (laughs) Yeah. Especially, especially taking into consideration that one of the main things that will prevent or make the journey harder to achieve Um, is the fact of adding stress. Right, right. Because you've now adopted this thing that you need to become. I need to become skinny. Well, what the hell does that even mean? It isn't. And setting deadlines. We can't can't put our body on a timeline. It doesn't care. It's going to follow the journey we put it on in its own time. Right. Yeah. Like a deadline is a good parameter of like, Okay, I want to I want to I'm going to do this for a certain amount of time and see where it takes me. Sure. But there's no there's no right or wrong. I got to the 30 days, for example, because it's yeah. like a thing when it, when you're talking about weight loss and 30 days, I don't know how they go together, but you can see them together everywhere. 
But let's say you say in 30 days, I'm going to see how much I improved. You know, it's very different. It's a very different approach of seeing how much I improved or how closer I got to my goal than saying I have 30 days to do this. And most of the times it's almost impossible. You're well, not going to be able to do and, it. Or I have four days left of this and then I'm eating all the pizza and I'm doing all of the things. Yeah. Yeah, I implore you. Right. Then why yeah. did you do that? If you didn't learn from your journey, your because a journey can be anything, right? If you didn't learn from your 30-day journey anything about yourself, then why did you do it? If yeah. you weren't or honest it, with yourself and open to the changes or understanding of it, then why did you do it? Yeah. Or it's crazy how how you managed to get to go through this diet and then uh, you you see the like the uh, bouncing, I don't know how you say it, but like the bouncing uh, effect when you stop oh, yeah. doing oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's crazy because you even put your body into a lot more stress after, you know, right. while doing it and after doing it, right. that it, it it's even going to be more unhealthy than the fact that your body was able to do it because our bodies are amazing. You of know? course. And if you're saying to me, wow, Tiffany, I have four days less of this. I have four days left of this. And then, and then I'm done. And then I did it. That response is a very fight or flight response. So not only is the diet the diet that I took part in stressful, my mind is stressful because I have put myself in this box to achieve this lofty thing that I haven't fully understood for myself. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and when we talk about, you know, our diets and if you change something in it, right. Invariably, let's say you do the whole 30, because that's one of the things when I hear 30, I go to whole 30. So if you take on the whole 30 and you get to your 30 days, you will have changed, right? Whether your mind changed or not, your body probably adopted some form of change. Mm -hmm. We, I just want to highlight the fact that it's because you paid attention to it. Yep. So if you are not paying attention to your diet, if you're not paying attention to what makes you feel more alive than not, more energy than less energy, if you're not paying attention to that, then you're just letting yourself be. That's okay too, right? Of course. But what I'm trying to say is, is a lot of times when we adopt these changes within ourselves, we see change because we're focused on it, yeah. right? So I had to get rid of gluten for health reasons my body changed because of that, because I had to, I paid attention to the gluten because I couldn't consume it anymore. So naturally there was weight loss. There was, there was an effect from my paying attention to it. Now I stopped paying attention to it and I have a routine of what I can and can't eat. That weight loss goes away because I'm not paying attention to it anymore. Yeah. And so I think that that's a very honest idea as well if we pay attention to it, things change, things evolve because our mind is on it. It's like that reticular activating system, that RAS. If you say, wow, I always see, you know, a green car, your mind is only thinking about green cars and that's all it's going to see. Yeah. So if we yeah. change that RAS within our minds, it takes, it takes over almost. Yeah. Going back a little bit to uh, the, your clients that 
often ask you, Julie, to tell them what to eat in order to achieve that. It, it's 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 kind of challenging because you know we when whenever you we're thinking about weight loss, we only refer to food, and this is one of the probably one of the misconceptions of that people have that weight loss it's not all yes it is related to food because you have to be on a deficit calorie yes. deficit in order to lose weight but what also comes into play when we're trying to weight loss or have you ever been with people like they the first thing is okay you're in a deficit so obviously your body is losing weight uh, at the beginning you're mainly losing water retention and all that but then you get to this point where the people look at you and say oh my god I plateaued and then you're like okay you plateaued because are you sleeping are you drinking water right it, all those other factors that people think that for weight loss are not important but uh, yes food is important and what you put into your body is important and being on a deficit is important, but sleeping is very important. Your body needs to recover in order to burn that fat, you know. And you have to drink all that water in order for your body to release that water retention. It, all those other factors that come into play that are not really, whenever you think of weight loss, do you even consider them as important do you, ever, do you even pay attention to those little things? Well, and that I, then it's our job as coaches to, to educate people right. if they want yeah. to learn, obviously. Right. But if they're going to work with me, they're, you know, we have that conversation before we ever sign on to just say, this is going to be different to any approach you've ever experienced. And, you know, these are the things that, that we focus on when you work with me and, and I need to make sure they're okay with that before we even sit down mm -hmm. and start. And a lot of people are surprised. I never thought anything about understanding why, you know, I, I we go through yeah. the five whys exercise. I'm like, that's fundamental yeah. um, because it needs to matter to you. And until it and matters it, to you, you won't do it. And the journey is cyclical. I mean, yeah. it really is. It really is. You know, you look at all of these different facets and really, what are we talking about? Health. Health. We're talking about health. We are not talking strictly about weight loss. We're talking about pursuing wealth, right? Right. That that wellness and health together. That is that is what we're talking about. We're not talking about a diet. We're not talking about how many calories you should have, your breakdown of, you know, macronutrients. Yeah. We're talking about openly and honestly yourself and your health and what matters or doesn't matter to you and understanding that for you as an individual yes and not as a package because we are not packages no. <laughs> we're not an amazon package damn it <laughs> gosh i love amazon packages <laughs> oh yeah it makes me really happy every time it, it, and it makes you happy margaret out. Margaret, it makes you happy because there's a damn smile on the box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You see 100%. it and you just smile with the box because it 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 has that little smile attached to it. <laughs> so as we've been talking about uh, some coaching practices um, before we wrap up, 
Uh, Julie mentioned the five whys. Does anyone else have some fantastic coaching practices that you use to really motivate and direct your clients towards their way and motivating weight loss or motivating manifesting their better selves holistically? Johnny, to me, when you ask me that question, I say write it down. Write it down because then they're not thoughts. Mm -hmm right? You're manifesting that it is on a piece of paper. And I think when we put pen to paper or pencil or marker or whatever it may be, that we are honest with ourselves in those moments, right? That's why books evolve from somebody being honest and open with themselves. Books emerge from that, right? If we can do that, we own those words that are on that piece of paper. Would you write? What would that look like? Well, well, for so instance, walk me I, through what that would look like. Sure. Yeah. So if I listen right now, I'm looking at my health as a journey. And if I were to put pen to paper to that right now, I would write down who, what I think I am or, or, you know what I'm saying? Just because in there, there's honesty. I am, you know, I put me on the spot here, Johnny. Right. But I appreciate it because I think it's, it's important. But when we're talking about writing it down, you know, when we look at goals or something like that, right. So I want to adopt better health. Okay. And I'll be honest with you right now. Okay. So what is my, what does my honest to God health look like right now? Okay. Well, I'm on high blood pressure medicine. I've been on it since I was 21. I'm now not today, but two weeks ago, I decided that was enough. I I need to figure it out because everyone has told me it's just my body and I've accepted that. I do not accept that anymore. I would write, I do not accept high blood pressure in my life anymore. The second piece of that would be, I need to control my autoimmune diseases. I shouldn't say control, but I want to be in better, you know, sort of power over my autoimmunes that I experience. Okay. Because I think that that affects my health, my metabolic health from a standpoint. I want to become lighter, right? I have a goal for that. Because again, like I talked about, I want to be able to hike further and farther with more weight on my back. That's my goal. So all of these things I would write down because they are facts. These are things that I want to achieve. I have no direct timeline. I've been on weight. I've been on blood pressure medicine since I was 21. Do I think because I decided today that there's a a result that I'm going to, like someone's going to put it in the mail and say, Tiffany, this is why you have high blood pressure, right? No. They're, they're not. I called a functional medicine doctor because I, why wouldn't I have? And finally I did it. And the lady said, well, we'll see you in April. And I said, wait a minute. I thought about this today. I want an appointment today. And I said it joking to her because I'm like, no, I thought about this today. So that means you must see me today. And she starts laughing. She goes, right. That's what everyone thinks, but there's a process. And I said, I appreciate the process. I'll see you in April. Call me if there's cancellations. I can't expect that my change will take place today because I decided it should. It's a journey, right? And what so I really being... love about about writing it down, and I'm sorry that I interrupted you, is you did. Uh, <laughs> is if you write something down and you, you look it. at it a, a year later, you're not gonna look at the same thing as what you were thinking when you actually wrote it down. Even though the meaning is going to look or be the same. Or, or right now you think it's non-negotiable. I'm writing it down because it's non-negotiable. 
and this is what I want. And then a year later, you look at it and you look at it with because you've lived so much within that year that whatever you're going to be looking at, you're going to, one, appreciate more. And then second, your goals are going to be different yet the same. You know what I mean? But yes, right. please continue. And I'm sorry to interrupt. I, no, 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 that's okay because I appreciate that so much because it's never just one thing. It's never right. just weight loss, right? It's never just one thing, right? I want to have better balance. Well, that's great. There's so many other pieces to that. You didn't just wake up one day and say, I want better balance, right? Margaret didn't just wake up one day and say, I want to get a bar muscle up. There's, there's an evolution to these things and it's never just that one thing. And so I think that if we have a running dialogue with ourselves on paper, it leads us to kind of get away from some of those thoughts that be, can become rather troubling. Well, and I think some of the, the things, honesty. Through, well, it's, and the honesty is for me, the weight loss, I think I said this in an earlier episode, the weight loss is never about the number. It's no. never, ever about the number. It's how we want to feel. It's what we want to be able to do and how we think our life will be different. Right. And, and so writing what, it what down, you have after. to see it. Yeah. And what right, comes because after if, that? Right. What comes after, you know, if you say, well, no, I really want to lose a hundred pounds for my health and for this and for that. So I'm going to do this one thing. That's okay. I implore you to challenge yourself to think about what's after and start start evolving with that journey, right? And if it means pen to paper, then pen to paper because you own that. No one else needs to look at that, especially if you write, don't look, they won't look. I, I know it's true. <laughs> so if you're honest with yourself and you have that to either review or to understand, you have that progress with you and you're going to be far more kind to yourself than you probably will be in your head. The other thing is um, I like to have people write down a list of non-scale related success measures. How will I know I'm making progress if the scale doesn't change? Am I sleeping better? Are my moods better? Is, is my, my skin better? More, yeah. Is my skin better? Is my energy more balanced? Am I able to exercise you know, am I treating myself with more kindness? Am I able to say no to things I couldn't say no to before? And on and on and on. Am I enjoying myself? Am I enjoying enjoy, myself? You know, like, yeah. right. Because if am you I feel restricted, which restriction usually is associated with weight loss. Right. If you feel restricted, then exactly what happens when, when you're done mm -hmm. is it's, it's incredible because that's, that's where. From the gates. Yes. Yeah. Or when life, when life, very dangerous if you're well, not used to the outside world. Exactly. If if life derails you and some emotional thing happens and you have a binge one day, say, have you have you ruined your life? No. Have you ruined anything? Have you ruined anything? No. And no, so nothing. Being able it's to not good nor bad. <laughs> yeah, it's not good or bad. You just right. exercise a little self compassion and say, okay, what happened? How, how did I respond? Because you can't feel guilty enough to change the past. There's no level of guilt that will change anything that's already happened. So, so if you can exercise some self-compassion and then maybe take a step back and say, okay, what derailed me? Did I see it coming? You know, could I have seen it coming? And if, if yes, then how will I plan for that next time? And if no, then okay, on, on we go. Life goes on.
Right. Because again, if I'm calling you and you're my coach, Julie, and I say, wow, Julie, I really messed things up for myself. I cannot believe how bad I was. I mean, I was bad, Julie. You don't know. I was so bad yesterday. I had pizza. I had cookies. I had brownies. I was bad. Would Julie, as my coach, say, Tiffany, I can't even take this. You were so bad yesterday. (laughs) You were so bad, right? No, she would would never never say say that. You would never identify with me as being that one thing. So why would and not because and not because she's one, not because she's your coach. She's not going to say that to you. It's because it's not the end of the world. If you (laughs) follow the wagon, it's not true. (laughs) Because nothing. Well, and this is what I always say: nothing bad will happen. You know, nothing bad will happen because you went off the rails one day. Literally nothing bad will happen. Nothing bad will happen. And that's okay. And when we talk about, go ahead, Julie. I was going to say, it's the same way, you know, this was one of our our conversations offline was it's like hunger is not an emergency. Nothing bad will happen. If you let yourself get hungry, you're just going to feel hungry. And And that's okay. And it's going to go away. It's okay. It's okay. Food will be there when you want it. Honor it. Honor yeah. it. And you know, you know, we're this leads us to probably the end of our conversation here. Um, but you know, I wanted just to say one thing that I have had in my back of my head since you talked about, you know, the pen to paper and writing it down. There's a reason why there's gratitude journals out there. There's a reason why it is a great thing to honor on paper what you are grateful for, because it RSA, that reticular, excuse me, the RAS, that reticular activating system is looking for ways because now you're thinking about what am I going to write in my journal? What am I grateful for? That's why I believe pen to paper is the, the most powerful thing. It is the heaviest sword you will ever carry. Yeah. So it, and be it, gentle it also with yourself. Comes, it comes into consideration what we were talking last time also. It's that 1% daily. Right. It's just gonna get get you closer, and and at the end of the day, wrapping your day, also being mindful of everything that you did today. It's also that second of the day to be grateful, mindful of everything that you did good, everything that you did not did do good, and how can I be better tomorrow? You know. Yeah. What can you celebrate about your day? Because a day is never good nor bad. There, there is an ebb and flow to your day. Mm-hmm. I almost guarantee it. Yeah. We all have Days highs. Given, and we have it's only how you lows. respond in the way That's right. you respond to yeah. your day. That's right. And it's not good nor bad, right? It can be many things. Now, we talked about a lot, I do believe, you know, and I think, you know, when, when we talk about weight loss, you know, I hope our listeners start to understand that we're not here to tell you to be one thing. We are not here to, you know, express that you are doing something right or wrong or good or bad. I think our message today is about being human. I think our message today is about being kind to yourself. I think our message today is about owning that, understanding the journey, understanding that for yourself and where you're going, where you want to be. And the road never ends. That road, we do not know when that road ends. Don't put up roadblocks. There's no detours needed. Just keep going. Weight loss is a very large topic. And when we start whittling it away, is it even about weight? 
And I think if I'm being honest, that's what I heard today. Yep. It's about Most so of the time, many it's other not. things. Right. Yep. It's about so many other things. So to our listeners today, thank you for taking time out of your busy day to listen to us with an open heart, an open mind, and an open un- open understanding that you are beautiful, you are kind, and we appreciate you. Today and every day following. So join us on our next episode where we get a little bit more personal when it comes to these specific journeys. This podcast was produced by Margaret, Julie, Tiffany, and myself. Keep updated for the latest deep health, nutritious conversations. If you're already successful in the health and well-being industry, a coach, practitioner, trainer, marketer, the esoteric, and other related career passions with a thriving business and have an interesting story, we'd love to hear from you. 